you. Today's scripture reading comes from Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and willing to put her and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Good morning. You guys are a good-looking group. I don't say that to many people, but you guys are. Um, December is upon us. I can't believe it. Um, you know, ever since uh, Esther and I moved into the California area, this place is just weird. It's like I never get used to it. It's, it's just like, you know, it's almost like, you know, it's easy to forget your anniversary, like, oh, oh my gosh, it's, it's that day? But, like, this is like Christmas in California. There's no snow, no leaves changing colors, grass isn't dying. It's just like all of a sudden it's just Christmas, and you're like, whoa. Okay, so that's how I feel every season, and, and I miss that, like, that coldness and that, like, that transition and the slowness, and, and like, it just, it's different. I don't know. If you've never lived in a place with seasons, like, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But if you, if you have, you know exactly what I'm feeling. I'm like, this is... December? It's like, I just got to look at this real close, and then I'll, I'll feel it, all right? But I don't really feel it, but, um, <clears throat> but it is December, and, uh, you know, as we come closer to uh, Christmas, uh, you know, this wonderful holiday, um, you know, we're going to start looking at some messages uh, from Jesus' birth. So um, why don't we pray? Why don't we pray? And uh, we'll get started. Uh, God, we thank you so much for this morning, um, and as we... Uh, just think about this drama that was unfolding uh, that led to the birth of Jesus. Uh, we thank you so much for um, uh, the, the life that you gave to us uh, to share with us uh, so that uh, you could forgive our sins, so that you could be with us. And uh, Lord, as we look into what those things mean, uh, we pray that you would open our eyes and open our hearts uh, to see more of your grace in our lives. So, again, we just pray again. Uh, open our ears, and uh, we ask all in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so before I get started, just so you know, we're, we're serving lunch over there, right? So people came to me, and they're like, make your sermon short. I'm like, what, like 45 minutes? And they're like, short, short, short. So I got to be like in 25 minutes. So if you're like, we're praying already? What just happened? Okay, that's what happened. We're going to serve people. So um, I'm going to try to get through this, and uh, we'll move. Uh, but <clears throat> when I look at these verses and I studied this passage, you know, it, this is a really thick set of verses. 
And I understand that, you know, when we start getting to these Christmas passages, <clears throat> we, um, we get, we move into like this happily ever after mode. Like it's Christmas, it's just Jesus was born in a manger, and, and Mary and Joseph were like these good people, and everything went fine, you know. Okay, well, they had to be born in a, Jesus had to be born in a manger, but aside from that, everything was okay, right? And, and we, we get in this mode where, Everything was happily ever after, and we just look at the bright spots of it, okay? But as I was studying this passage, I realized <clears throat> there is a lot going on here, okay? There, there is um, much more than meets the eyes, okay? So I was thinking about transformers. Like, a lot of times, we, it just, just looks like a car, okay? But this passage isn't just a car, all right? There's, like, stuff going on, all right? There's a lot of stuff happening. And so uh, look, at, look with me at verse 18, okay? And we'll start reading from there. Uh, now the birth of Jesus took place in this way. Okay, I'm going to stop there, and you're going to be like, why are we stopping there? That doesn't mean anything. Okay, but, but when I read it, okay, in my uh, JIV version, all right, the Joe International Jive version of the Bible, this is how I would have translated it. I would have translated it like, all right, people, this might sound crazy, but this is the way your Savior was born. Okay, Really? No, no, really. This, this is really how it happened. I'm not kidding. This, this is how it happened. Okay, it, wasn't, it wasn't this simple. This is, you might think, no, 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 that didn't happen like that, right? But it happened like this. Okay, this is crazy. Okay, so now the birth of Jesus took place in this way. Okay, what was this way? All right, let's keep going. When Mary's mother had betrothed, been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being just a man and unwilling to put her shame, uh, put her to shame, uh, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. Okay, um, so two characters in this story, or actually three, but uh, actually more than that, but two main ones: Mary and Joseph. Okay, so when we look at Mary, right, what do you recognize? Okay, again, this might sound crazy, okay, but. Before Jesus was born, Mary and Joseph almost had a divorce. Okay, so in that day and time, they weren't married officially yet, but you know, by saying they're betrothed, they're basically married. Okay, so if you think about like, the, the, the craziness of that, Mary and Joseph were almost divorced before Jesus was born. Because of Jesus, you could say, because of Jesus, Mary and Joseph were almost divorced. Does that sound like the Christmas story that you like, grew up with? Like, have you ever thought about that? I was like, when I was reading them, like, that's like the first time I really thought about that. That's pretty crazy. All right, there's going to be a time when Jesus is like 16 years old and, and then like, come here, son. You know, when you were born, we almost got divorced because of you, right? That's crazy. No one, no one talks about that part of the story, but that's what's happening here. Okay? And, and think about that. Okay, so if you're, if you're a woman in this room, right, so many of you are married. Okay, you're married, all right? Think about, how do you tell your husband, I'm pregnant, and it's not your baby. It's from God. How, like, think about that for 10 seconds. How do I tell my husband that? Okay, or, or if you're single, you're not married, how do you tell your parents that? How do you tell your parents, I'm pregnant, I, I didn't sleep with anybody, all right? It's God's baby. How do you express that to another human being on this planet? Think about that. Okay? That's, that's wild, right? That's crazy. Okay? If, if there's one lesson I learned from watching Jerry Springer, there is, 
There's no good way to say you are not the father, right? There's no good way. That's impossible. You can't do it. Everything goes ape wild after that happens. Okay, people throw stuff and crying and, and everything goes mad. Okay, so this is, this is Mary's story. This is what's happening. Okay, so after this night happens, you know, she goes home crying and she's like, oh, I'm going to get divorced. Joseph doesn't believe me. And this, it's just wild. Okay, on Joseph's side. Right, if, if you're a guy in this room, right, you're married, you're a husband, and your wife tells you, I'm having a baby, you're not the father, all right, how do you react? How do you feel? Okay. You would be crushed. Right? There's, there's nothing that your wife could say to like, make that sound right. It's God's baby? What? Like, are you on, like, what happened to your brain? Is it the stress? It's like, is it, like, what drove you to insanity? Like, why did you sleep with someone else and you're lying to me? Right? That's what's going on in Joseph's mind. He's saying, what just happened? I thought I, thought I married this God, I was going to marry this godly woman, and she betrayed me. She slept with another person, and she's making up this harebrained story that God visited her, and, and she's pregnant over the Holy Spirit. Who says that kind of thing? Okay, it, it's, it's crazy. Right? Joseph goes home. And in his mind, there's nothing left. Right? There's nothing left but to dissolve the relationship. This is over. This is over. Okay, and this is the stage on which Jesus was born. It's crazy, right? Like when, when again, so when I go back to verse 18, now the birth of Jesus took place in this way. Now you understand why I translated it like that, right? Because this is really how it happened. It, it, it wasn't just this simple. You know, Joseph, Mary, Jesus, yay, okay, let's have Christmas, exchange presents, go, okay? So when I look at a passage like this, I, I tend to ask, why all the drama? Why all the drama? Why did it happen this way? Doesn't it make you think, like, why did it happen this way? Why didn't, why didn't Jesus come down and, you know, Mary and Joseph, they're happy and everything's good and... They're born, and you know maybe it's in a manger, but everything else is working out, and their relationship is great. And you know why this divorce and this thought of divorce, and why all this stuff happening? Okay, um, which is a good question. You know why? Why did all this stuff happen? I I don't know the reason. Okay, no one's gonna know the reason until we get to heaven and we ask God, why did you do it that way? That's so bizarre, God. Like. Throw us a bone and, and like just let us know like what is going on here? Why did Jesus have to be born in that ridiculous manner? Okay, but I thought of two reasons. Okay, in my mind, and, and you know it'll be confirmed in heaven one day maybe. Okay, but this is this is why I thought. Why all the drama? Why did it happen this way? Uh, first reason is so we know that Mary and Joseph were just regular people. Like, they're just like you and me. Like, they're not these superheroes. Okay, in, in my mind, you know I would expect Joseph to. Uh, you know, say in his best King James, you know, Mary, what is this story that thy tickle my ear with? It's like, I believe all the words that come from your mouth. I will take you to be my wife. You are going to bear Jesus, the Son of God. Right? That's kind of how we picture it. Right? Joseph is just going to accept this crazy story and be like, he's this holy guy, and we put him on this pedestal. It's like, Joseph is such a holy man. Of course he's going to take this story. And he's going to accept it and, and take Mary to be his wife. Everything's going to be happily ever after. Okay? Um, but they're regular people. 
They're regular people. Right? That just because they're the parents of Jesus doesn't make them immune to uh, the ups and downs of life. Right? But they're, they're, they're living life just as we live life. We live up and down. They live up and down. Okay? So they're regular people. Uh, the second reason uh, why I thought, why did it happen this way, was um, so that they could grow in faith and character. Okay? So they can grow in grace, uh, faith and character. If, if everything was handed to them on a silver platter, how much opportunity would there be for them to grow? If everything was handed to them on a silver platter, like Jesus comes, walks down this golden road, and, and no birth pains, just this baby just like, boop, it just comes out, and everything's just so easy, what opportunity do they have to grow? Because okay, they have a lot of adversity ahead of them. Right? Like, we know in the story of Jesus, you know, like, the king tries to kill all the children, and they're running out of Bethlehem, and they're running all over the place, and people are trying to murder them and, and kill Jesus, and, and all this stuff is happening, okay? But through this experience, they have the opportunity, okay? Again, Mary goes home crying. She's like, why? It's like, I thought I was blessed among women, and you gave me this child, and this angel appeared, and Joseph doesn't believe me, and how is this going to work? How is the Savior of the world going to come into this earth if I can't even get married, how is it all going to happen? Okay, she goes home, and what is she? She's probably praying like crazy. God, can you please show Joseph what you showed me? All right, Joseph goes home. He's like, what in the world just happened? God, what is going on? He's praying, and he's part of the story too. And he's asking God, what is happening? Can you show him? Can you, like, fix Mary? Can you make this stuff right? Okay, and in all this... Right, we recognize that God is the one who is making the impossible possible. Right? God is the one who's making the impossible possible. God is coming down, appearing to Joseph in a dream and saying, Take this woman as your wife. This is really from God. And he's changing these things around. And and they're becoming part of this story. It's not just this golden road, just I'm just using you. When it's time to get out of the way, get out of the way, and Jesus is coming, right? But for now, just keep walking with me. No. Right? Mary and Joseph are this integral part of the story, right? And he wants them to grow in their faith. And as they pray, and, and, and you know, Joseph goes to Mary the next day, and it's like, I saw this dream. And Mary's like, oh, my gosh, thank you, God, that you showed Joseph, right? And, and grow, like amazement over God and what he's doing in their lives. Okay, and they're becoming part of the story. Right, so they, they get to grow in their faith and character. Okay, so as I look at this, these portion, this portion of the story, okay, I had a couple takeaways for myself. Okay, and, and the first one of these was, um, you know, God gives Mary a message, right? God gives Mary a message. Tell Joseph, you know, he's, obviously, she's going to tell Joseph what's going on. But, but it's not just a message. It's, it's an entire new life. Okay, I know a lot of you mothers here, when you got pregnant, you recognize it's not just a message. I'm not just going to tell my, but it's a whole new world that you're opening yourself up to. Okay, your life is being transformed. Okay, so God gives this to Mary. Secondly, uh, God wants them to be part of the story. Okay, God, God wants them to be part of the story. He wants them to be involved. He wants them to be growing. He wants their faith to be challenged. Okay, he wants them to be real people in this real life. Okay, and thirdly, uh, the third takeaway from the story is God is always working. 
Okay, we've got to recognize when we look at this passage that God is always working. Without him, none of this is possible. Mary doesn't get pregnant by praying as hard as she can. It's like, oh, please, give me the Savior of the world. All right? Joseph doesn't get his mind transformed with Mary just praying and trying to be religious and doing good things and going to church. Okay, but without God, none of it is possible. God is the one that comes and, and changes Joseph's mind. God is the one that comes and transforms Mary's life. God is the one that is always working and doing all these things, right? And it's amazing that we get to be a part of it. Okay, so when I look at this story, okay, I, I felt like, man, this is a wild and crazy tale. This is a wild and crazy tale, right? But, but what I recognize is, you know what? Their drama doesn't sound so different than our drama. Their drama is very much like our drama. And you might be like, what are you talking about, Joe? I'm not pregnant with the Holy Spirit and baby and stuff, okay? What are you talking about? Okay? When, when I look at these three takeaways, I feel like this is very much our drama. Okay? We, we as Christians, we are given a message. Right? But we're not just given a message. Right? Through Jesus, we're given an entirely new life. Right? That's why we get, we're born again. Okay, we might not have a baby, but we are born again. We are brought into something new right, that we're to tell the world. Okay, number two, God wants us to be part of this story. Right? God transforms us, gives us a message, gives us a new life, and that's not all. He wants us to be part of this story that's unfolding, this redemption of different people. He wants us to share this with people the other Josephs that might not believe, but, but guess what? Number three, God is always working. God is always working. So when we're sharing with people that, you know, it's impossible, they're never going to believe. They're going to think this cra- story is as crazy as Mary being pregnant by God. Right? That sounds crazy, but God is working. God can transform people's minds. Okay, so, so if you think about it that way, like their drama sounds very familiar to our drama, doesn't it? A little bit, kind of, maybe, sort of, a little bit. Okay, and, and this is where I feel like, you know, when I thought about this, you know, Christians tend to fall short sometimes. All right, and this is where I see Christians falling short, okay? A lot of times when I look at these three takeaways, right, my three takeaways from the story, I feel like this is where Christians fall short. A lot of times I see Christians and they want the message, they want the transformed life, but they don't want to become part of the story. Okay, and, and the reason I feel like uh, American Christians especially are like this is because of this consumeristic culture that we live in. And we live in a very consumeristic culture where, you know, we receive and we receive and we take and we grab and we, you know, do all this, but we don't really like to give, you know. It's, it's really about me. So can you imagine if Mary grew up with that kind of mindset? It's like, baby, baby, I have a career to think about. I'm still trying to work my way up the corporate ladder. I can't have a baby now. It's like, I'm about to get married. Have you ever thought about me? It's like, I, I need to, you know, enjoy my first years of marriage and go on my honeymoon and live with Joseph, and then I can have a baby. So God... Why don't you come back in about two years and then, uh, you know, we can schedule this Savior thing. Okay? Or, you know, it's like, 
Mary might, if she was a consumer, she might be like, I can't, how, what's that going to be for my reputation? If I'm pregnant, I, I can't even tell Joseph. It's going to ruin my relationship. Okay, which is, you know, again, a big fear that we have in, in sharing the story of the gospel. Like, well, these people are going to think I'm crazy. How can I share? It's going to ruin my relationship with these people, my coworkers, my friends, if they think I'm like this wacko that believes in Jesus. Okay, so, um, you know, would, would that sound familiar to us? Because I feel like we do that a lot too. It's like, again, we want to receive, but we don't want to be part of the story. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to be a Christian. Can you save me? Yeah, I'd love to be forgiven of my sins. Church, community group, I don't have time for that. I've got to take my kid to Kumon and, and orchestra lessons and this and that. It's like, there, there's a million things i got to do. It's like, I don't, I don't have time to be part of your story. Okay, and this is where I feel Christians fall short. Um, there might be Josephs in this room. Okay, maybe, maybe you're not a Christian, or maybe, you know, and what I mean by Josephs is um, they just don't believe it. They don't believe the story. Right? And you might not be a Christian. I don't believe the story. It's, it's just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't all add up. Okay, and, and maybe some of you who are Christians know Josephs. It doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense, I, you know. But, uh, you know, I, if you are there, I beg you to investigate. Again, you know, Joseph was probably up all night asking God, what, what is this story that has been brought to me? What is it? Okay, just if you're in this room, you know, maybe you're here because you're just a good Asian and you want to please your parents and you're here because your parents want you to be here, right? If you're here, you know, you're part of this story. God is telling you this story. So, you know, I just beg you, investigate a little. Look into it. Right? There are people probably praying for you. Okay, so what is the story that Jesus brings into? Brings us into? Okay, what is the story that Jesus brings us into? Um, let's go back to the verses. Okay, verse 21. Starting from verse 21. Okay, and there's going to be two very obvious descriptions of Jesus. Okay, so again, verse 21. She will bear you a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Okay, so two descriptions of Jesus going on here. The first one from verse 21 again. Uh, they will call him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Okay, and again, uh, you know, when, when you hear that in church, it's just so commonplace. And there's, again, but there's so much to say about it. But I just want to say one thing about sins being forgiven and our need for it. Okay, I, I was thinking about kids. Uh, when kids are little, right, they run around, they do all kinds of crazy stuff. I was a bad kid. I'd break stuff all the time. But, but when a kid, you know, runs and breaks a lamp or something, right? What do they do? They cry, right? They cry. They cry because something is wrong with the world and they can't fix it. Right? It's beyond their ability to fix it. They recognize that. Okay? They, they're very in tune with sin. Right? Something is wrong in the world. They cannot fix it. They, they, so they cry. Okay, when the kid, a couple years down the line, right? the kid grows up a little, Right? The kid, same kid, runs across, breaks a different lamp. Right? What do they do? 
They either hide it or they lie about it. The dog did it. It's like, maybe mom won't notice it. Right? And as parents or as older people, adults, you look at the kid and you recognize, what wicked little punk lying to me and hiding. So you recognize how like, wicked humanity is. Right? When they're a kid, they, you know, it's just, it's just a very pure kind of, they recognize the sin, but now they're hiding it. Okay, we go further down the line, and we're all adults now. What do adults do? Adults, they rationalize it. We justify it. We become callous to it. And all of a sudden, it's not even sin anymore. Yeah, it's just whatever. Okay? All this to say, we desperately need a Savior, and as adults, sometimes we need to go backwards in time Right, to recognize what is going on in our lives. What is the need that I really have in my life? What have I become callous to in this world? There's really sin in my life where I need a savior, and this is beyond me to fix. Okay? And it's okay to cry about these things. And it's okay to think about these things. Okay? So you know, maybe this is homework for you. Go home and lay on your bed and think about what is wrong in my world or in this world that we cannot fix, that we need a savior for. And if you sit there and lay and think about it, I mean, there's going to be just an enormous need for a Savior, right? This Jesus who will save us from our sins. Okay, but that's not all. But that's not all. Okay, Jesus doesn't just come, forgive our sins, go back to heaven, and say, peace out, good luck, right? I mean, I feel like that's a lot of what you know, American Christianity does. They're just like, you need a savior, you say the prayer, Jesus is done with this job, peace out, good luck. Right? But there's more. Right, verse 23, right, Behold, the virgin shall conceive a son, and, they'll, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Right, God with us. Right, and that, that is a very important part of the story and what we're being brought into. God with us. It's not just that our sins are forgiven, right? but God is with us. But what does that mean? Right? What does that mean? There's a lot of layers to that. So let me um, start peeling back some layers. Um, it could mean, and it does mean, God came down from heaven to be with us. Okay? God came down from heaven to be with us. Okay, so... Um, um, so, uh, you know, Susang... Pastor Susong mentors me a lot, and you know I can call him up and be like, "Hey, Susong, you want to hang out? Let's be together, All right? We could do that." And and so I would be with him, or he would be with me, and that that's great, right? And that's what God does. God does do that. I'm not belittling that in any way or trying to make that small. That is an amazing thing that God of the universe would come down to be with us. Okay, but there's more. Okay, in the in the Jewish understanding, they were looking for a Messiah, a king. Okay to be with us and, and to, you know, destroy the opposition and, and have Israel reign, okay? But, and that's what God is. That's what Jesus does. He, he becomes, not in the way that the Jewish people expected, but he does become a king for us, right? And God is with us in that way. He's going to rule and reign over this, this earth, All right? But there's another way that he is with us. There's another way. Like, again, um, you know, if I hang out with Susang, like, yeah, I'm with Susang. Susang's with me. We're together. We're hanging out. Okay, but what if I went to Susang 
And I said, Susang, will you adopt me as your child? Will you adopt me? Can I call you dad? Because okay, in God's mind, okay, when he's planning this whole crazy scheme out, he's not, he's not stopping at, I'm going to be with you. That's close enough. All right, he's saying, that's not good enough for me. I want you to be closer to me. Right, I'm adopting you. Okay, so, so if I'm adopted into Susang's family, that changes everything. It's a completely different story than if you know, Susang's with me versus Susang is my father. You know, because it changes my relationship with him. It changes my relationship with, with Hudson. Hudson, hey, bro, what's going on? Elizabeth, sister, well, how are you doing today? Right? They, we can't look at each other in the same way. When we look eye to eye and I'm part of his family, there is no way that we can look at each other the same way. Because right? now we're going to fight. And, and, Right? which looks like the church, right? We're all brothers and sisters, and we're all just, yeah, yeah, but we're all in this family of God, and I can't reject him because we're family. Okay, and this is, this is a big part of what I look at when I see God with us. It's not just that he came down. It's not just that he forgave our sins, but he's adopted us into this family. He's brought us into this story in this completely different way. Right, where he's taking me on, you know, not just as a friend, and when I'm kind of sick of you, I'm just going to go home, but I'm taking on all your faults, all your sin, all your debt. Right? If I had financial debt, Susung would take all that on as a father. He's taking all of it, and it's just this crazy relationship. There, once you're adopted, there's no rejection. There's no, like, okay, I adopted you. You're a pretty good son for a while, but, you know, I'm just going to... Let's cancel this. There's no cancellation. Okay, but God brings us close to him, right? closer than we can ever imagine. All right, let me, let me uh, wrap things up. Okay, again, uh, when we look at this story, this Christmas story, right, this drama is not just the drama that we read the story from afar, right? which it kind of is, but it's also this drama that brings us into this story. Okay, that is our drama. Right, God gives us not only a message, but brings us into a new life through Jesus as Christians. Right, God doesn't, doesn't want us to stop there. He wants us to be part of the story. He wants us to live in this. Right, live in community groups. Serve in church. Tell your coworker about Jesus. Tell your family member about Jesus. He wants us to be part of this story that maybe in our mind seems impossible. There's no way that, that my friend is going to believe in Jesus. He's like a Buddhist, and he, he's grown up his whole life. He's not going to reject his faith. Right? That's not up to you. Right? All God has is just share. Because right? number three, we recognize that God is always working. He is doing the impossible. Right? God is making the impossible possible through us, and we become part of the story, and we grow, and our character grows, and our faith grows. Okay, so again, um, consider these things as the holiday approaches. It's not just Jesus being born, but Jesus is drawing us into this amazing drama to show us how much God loves us. So let's pray together.
Uh, God, we thank you for um, this amazing story, uh, but a more, more than a story, this amazing piece of history uh, through Mary and Joseph, who are just regular people, uh, who went through so much uh, to see your son born. Uh, we thank you for Jesus, who forgives us of our sin. And uh, God, we ask that you would help us to see uh, the depravity that is truly in our hearts and how much we need a Savior. Uh, we thank you for uh, loving us in the midst of all that sin and uh, not just being with us next to us, uh, but drawing us into your family to be your son, to be your daughter. And uh, we pray as we consider these things, help us to share out of the joy in our heart that goes out to you because of this gift that you've given to us. Um, thank you so much. Thank you for that. And uh, we pray uh, all this in Jesus' name.